0: Hello, I'm Doug Holmes, Mayor of Summerland, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Mayor's Podcast. On November 4th, Summerland residents will go to the polls in a referendum to to decide if they want the district to borrow up to $50 million to build a new multipurpose recreation centre. Last month, in Episode 7, we talked about the state of the current Summerland Aquatic and Fitness Centre and how it's at end of life. We also talked about the programming that goes on there and how it's such a great benefit to the wellness of the community. In today's podcast, we'll dive into the details of what's being proposed for a new recreation center. And joining me to wade through the discussion is Lori Mullen, Director of Community Services for the District of Summerland. Pardon the puns, Lori, but uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor, it's great to be here.
0: In 2018, Council received a facility conditioned assessment that concluded our aquatic center was aging out and we should consider building a new one. In 2021, after a lot of public consultation, we received a needs assessment report that put forward the proposal we're now taking to referendum. A six lane pool uh, separated by a leisure pool, hot tub, universal change rooms, fitness room, and multi-purpose rooms. Laurie, could you explain how these various components were arrived at? Sure. Um,
1: Well, as you know, the aquatic center was built in 1976. And at that time, the Summerlands population was approximately half of what it is today. And uh, what we're finding today, um, that we're not able to meet the demands and the needs of our community at the Aquatic Centre. We have a variety of programs that we offer, public programs such as like swim lessons and uh, public swimming, lane swimming, Aquafit special events. And we're trying to balance those with user groups. We have a variety of user groups, including Recope, which is a rehabilitation program for people with mobility issues. We have the Orca Swim Club. We have the Master Swim Club. With a variety of school bookings, Special Olympics, birthday parties, triathlons, kayak sessions, and scuba, and so on. So it's, it's, it's been a real challenge to accommodate all the booking requests that we get. And we're also experiencing a lot of wait lists uh, for our many programs. With only one body of water, we have the 25-meter pool, we are essentially only able to accommodate one activity at a time. And so through that needs assessment that we completed in 2021, we asked the community on what they would like to see in a new facility, uh, should it be constructed. And a pool and aquatic programming was the number one priority that was identified uh, in the community, and that's what we heard. Having uh, a lane pool designed for competitive swimming uh, with appropriate built to appropriate standards, that was highly desired uh, as the current is too shallow in the shallow end to do uh, properly, properly done uh, flip, flip turns. And so we're not able to host the competitions that we'd like uh, at the facility. So building a, a proper pool, uh, lane pool was, was highly rated. Also having a leisure pool and to be able to provide more concurrent programming was highlighted through the engagement. And that would be warmer temperature, uh, beneficial for rehab programs and family programs, As well as preschool swim programs and it would have play features that you're seeing in many of the modern uh, pools that we have being built across the province. One of the other things we heard is that uh, our facility doesn't meet the current design standards for universal and accessible change rooms. That's been a big challenge that we've been trying to address. within the, the walls that we have, and it's it's barely adequate of what we'd be able to provide. And our, our goal is to have a welcoming and inclusive facility. And that's been very challenging with the existing building. We also heard having a fitness room was a priority. The current fitness room is very popular and overpopulated during our prime times. And uh, we heard that having space for recreation programs for fitness and children and youth programming is, is highly desired in our community. So through that needs assessment, uh, we learned a lot. And uh, there were a variety of other things that council was faced with um, when we were looking at those uh, items that came out of the needs assessment, such as a tennis bubble or a gymnasium or a walking track or maybe a larger pool and that's eight lanes. And uh, those were all eliminated through process because we really wanted to build uh, something uh, and have the size of the project that was deemed right size for Summerland. And, and that's what we came up with the core components that we're looking at right now.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned right size for Summerland. So, you, and, and one of the things that your, your staff did, which was amazing, we did, did a survey of BC communities that uh, of like size communities to see what they had in terms of recreation centers. And and one thing that a couple of things that really struck uh, stuck out there about that survey was that um, Summerland's uh, Summerland's uh, uh, aquatic center is, is really old compared to to a lot of other communities, right? And and uh, and also we're one of the few that doesn't have a second leisure pool alongside our main pool. Almost every town in B.C. around the same size as Summerland has a rec center with a deep water um, cold pool with swimming lanes together with a shallow warm water pool, as do many communities a lot smaller than Summerland. So we're talking about places like Castlegar, Creston, Dawson City, Duncan, Fernie, um, Ladysmith, Merritt, Nelson, Powell River, Prince Rupert, Qualcomm Beach, Canal, Revelstoke, Seychelles, Smithers Terrace and Williams Lake. Those were all in alphabetical order, by the way. Uh, So, you know, all those communities have a a secondary leisure pool. Um, And there's a reason why these towns have rec centers that that have two pools, a separate main pool and a separate leisure pool. And it's because, you know, what we have here, if we're to be really honest uh, with ourselves, it's just not working. It's not working for our community. In Summerline, we're trying to be all things to all people with our, our modified pool. And so there's a shallow end and a deep end. the water is kept at a what I call the Goldilocks temperature, you know, not too warm, not too cold. Uh, but the reality is, is that many Summerland parents uh, try to enroll their kids into uh, swimming lessons in Penticton because the water in Summerland is too cold and too deep for them. Um, the Orca Swim Club can't run proper swim meets because the water is too warm and too deep or too shallow. And and teenagers get excited about going to field trips to Kelowna to go to H2O. Recope can't accommodate all the ailing and elderly people in our community who need help. And and on it goes, you know, there's a saying, half measures avail us nothing. And it would be a half measure to rebuild our current pool or build a new smaller one with only one basin. It would still cost millions of dollars and not as many as millions of dollars as a larger facility, but I think we have to think about what would provide the greatest value for money. Uh, A smaller facility means there would be limited use and it begs the question, who would we exclude? And so, as you were saying, if we want to be an inclusive community, then shouldn't we strive to accommodate everybody's needs? This is why we're holding a referendum to ask if we should invest in a recreation center that will benefit not just certain segments of the population, but the whole community.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that analysis of looking at the other pools, that was something we heard through this process as we were rolling out information to the uh, community. I said, well, how do we compare to other communities? And I think that was a big eye-opener and uh, something we, we can highlight to the listeners if they want to go onto our website and have a look at that document, which compares us to 41 communities uh. Uh, across the province and what pools they have uh, for populations from 5,000 to 19,000. That was, that was really interesting as we, we did that exercise and encourage people to have a look at that and, and look at that document and what those uh, pools look like and how ours is one of the oldest pools that uh, are on that list. But from that, uh, maybe I'll just jump in about the 2022 feasibility and site fit study. That was an important uh, part of this process and how we came up with uh, the location of where we're looking to build uh, this space. And uh, so we we went out to the community again and did some engagement to uh, find out what the community thought about, about a couple of sites. We looked at our existing site and we looked at the arena site and. Over 80% of the community polled uh, chose the arena site as the preferred location, uh, mainly to ensure that recreation services would not be disrupted while construction was underway. And we really heard that loud and clear, that how important recreation services are to our community, and by building on the existing site and having to uh, have potentially two years of, of construction where those services aren't offered, um, was not something that the community uh, wanted to see. So that was one of the, the big, big reasons that we um, looked at that site. But there are a few other benefits that uh, came out through this process of the uh, site fit study and um, the opportunity to be able to utilize energy from the arena to heat the pool, uh, by site fitting right beside the the arena could result in significant energy savings. So a definite uh, bonus uh, by building on that site. Uh, Looking at parking uh, the concept drawings and the analysis uh, indicated that we would be able to accommodate adequate parking on that site without having to build structured parking, which park aid is extremely expensive. And um, we know that we we can accommodate uh, both of these buildings on this site with the uh, a variety of opportunities of district land around the arena. There's also opportunity for efficiencies with maintenance and janitorial staffing by being uh, co-located uh, at the arena. So we've, uh, we've also applied uh, to um, the green and inclusive community buildings program to obtain $25 million grant uh, to construct a net zero building. So that's really exciting Uh, to look at that opportunity. We're still waiting to find out if we are going to be successful um, with that grant, Um, but uh, a really um, amazing opportunity and the potential uh, to build a net zero uh, building if if we are successful. And a few of those things uh, that, uh, as I mentioned, by being on the ARENA site, we're able to uh, connect um, the excess heat uh, from, from the arena. So that uh, comes into achieving that net zero, but also looking at uh, rooftop solar panels, underground geo-exchange heat exchanger system would be included uh, in that to, to meet that net zero should we be successful.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's a federal grant we're waiting for. Um, and hopefully we'll hear about it before uh, voting day, but unfortunately the, the government hasn't provided us any with any sort of uh, timeline on when they expect to make a decision. Um, if we don't receive a grant, I know it seems a bit unfair since many municipalities before us, including Penticton and Kelowna, um, did receive government funding for the re- their recreation centers. But uh, the reality is that governments today aren't providing that kind of infrastructure funding anymore. Uh, it's it, it feels a bit like we're being penalized because we did such a good job at maintaining and extending the life of our old aquatic center. Uh But now when we apply for a government grant, we need to consider what's important to those senior levels of government and align our local needs with their priorities. So for example, these days issues like climate change and the environment are top of mind for both the federal and provincial governments. So um, that's why we've been successful with uh, grant applications for things like organic waste processing, water conservation, erosion control, solar panels, bike paths, all those kinds of things. So while senior government today isn't likely to fund a, a run of the mill swimming pool, they may be interested in supporting a rec center that achieves net zero emissions using things like rooftop solar, geothermal, and heat reclamation from the, swimming, uh, from the arena. Um, anyway, that's the thinking behind our grant application for the new rec center. And uh, fingers crossed, I, I, I think we do stand a good chance of, of receiving it, But. But, uh, but we're not sitting on our hands and waiting uh, for the government announcement because we know gov- uh, construction costs keep going up and the longer we delay, the more it will cost us to build. So there's a, there's a Chinese uh, proverb that many people have heard of that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, the second best time is now. And so I think that goes to the same for building something like a rec center. And so that's why council decided to proceed with the referendum now.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, what we're looking at as far as a, a project cost uh, is $50 million. Uh, that does include an escalation rate of 14%, uh, reflects uh, uh, third quarter 2024 construction. So we'd be looking to construct um next year this time and a completion date of uh, 2026 and uh, also within that 50 million dollars is a design contingency allowance of 10 percent and construction contingency of five percent and council also added a project contingency of one million dollars for any unforeseen expenses or delays so we're feeling very comfortable with this budget to be able to achieve this project within that 50 million dollars to build a net zero building we would have to uh, increase the budget by about 8.5 million dollars to accommodate the uh, capital investments in order to meet the net zero but with the grant of 25 million dollars the overall project cost would be reduced to approximately 32.5 million so that would require require less borrowing um, to the community if we are successful, uh, but we would only be uh, adding those components in if, if we are successful with the grant application, which we're, like you say, hoping to find out sooner than later. We're all waiting for this big news and, and hope that comes soon. Uh, and, and one of the things I should mention too, just uh, what the, uh, the, the ballot the question on the ballot will be and uh, what people can expect. It's a yes, no question. And it is, do you support the corporation of the District of Summerland borrowing up to 50 million with interest over a period not exceeding 30 years in order to finance the construction of a new recreation center to be located at 8820 Jubilee Road East, which is the arena site, by the way of Loan Authorization Bylaw 2023-016.
0: Yeah, thanks, Laurie right. And, and I, <clears throat> I should say, you know, municipal borrowing is is very similar to a conventional home mortgage. Uh, the loan would be on a fixed term for ten, uh, the first ten years, um, after which it'd be refinanced for another five or ten years, the same as you would for your mortgage. We're able to get interest rates uh, below those offered by chartered banks because all local governments in BC belong to an um, uh, institution called the. Municipal Finance Authority, and, and they have a triple A credit rating. Uh, the debt servicing costs would be paid half through a parcel tax and half through a property tax. So uh, a parcel tax is where every property in Sarmaland would pay the same amount regardless of its size or value. And the prop the property tax portion would be based on the assessed value of each property. So it's a little bit complicated, But uh, if we take an average home in Summerland, the assessed value of an average residential property is just under $900,000. That property would have to pay about $560 per year over 30 years to repay the loan for the rec center. But we wouldn't have to borrow the money all at once, so the tax increase wouldn't come all in the first year. It would be brought in gradually over four years. Um, I I, I think borrowing is the most uh, equitable way to fund a major infrastructure project like a rec center because it ensures the cost is not paid entirely by today's taxpayer but by future users of the facility um, as well
1: yeah and I, I think really what we want is to get all corners of the community out to have their say to have to, to vote on this and uh, to understand that that's coming really quick. So our voting general voting day, Saturday, November 4th, uh, we have advanced voting days for people that are unable to make the, the November uh, 4th day uh, on Wednesday, October 25th and Tuesday, October 31st from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the Summerland Arena Banquet Room. And uh, yeah, we just want to make sure that uh, everybody knows it's coming, that we've that people are informed and they've uh, got the information to make an informed vote, and uh, they sh- they show up on those days.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing you'll be hearing lots from uh, from us about getting out to vote, and uh, and uh, y- you know it's really important. And 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 thank you, Laurie, for joining me today to talk about the referendum and the proposed new recreation center.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, and I would just encourage everybody to to visit our website, summerland.ca recreation center. We've got all the information uh, of all the things we've collected and studies we've done and information over the last five years on our website. And we have a frequently asked question document that's been very valuable for people to read and, and go through those questions and answers and it has all the information about voter eligibility at that site. So we encourage everybody to, to visit the site and, and find out more information there.
0: Yeah, that's uh, summerland.ca recreation center. So that's a, it's a lot of information there. really appreciate that. Um, that was Lori Mullen, Director of Community Services for the District of Summerland. As Lori mentioned, it's really important people get out to vote. I say this because this isn't just a referendum on a new swimming pool it's a referendum on the future direction of our community. For the past five decades, the aquatic and fitness center has been more than just a building. It's been a place where the community comes together. Youth come together to learn to swim and make friends. Adults come together to stay fit. People struck with injury or illness come together to recover. Our seniors come together to maintain their physical and mental health. With our old facility at the end of its life, we need to know if we should invest in a new gathering place that will serve the community for many decades to come. That's the difficult decision we have to make on November 4th. I am Summerland Mayor Doug Holmes, and you've been listening to the Mayor's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.